Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. The Zone at the Little Rock Touchdown Club is brought to you by Arkansas Urology, the state's leader for urological care. With unmatched expertise, state-of-the-art facilities, and the latest technology, Arkansas Urology is well-equipped to provide world-class care for all Arkansans. Clinics now open in Benton, Conway, Little Rock, and North Little Rock. Learn more at ArkansasUrology.com. All right, welcome back uh, at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. We've got Jim McMahon coming up here in a little bit. Uh, by the way, Jockstrap. Uh, to the Cubs again. I just want to give them one more. Uh, game ball to the Marlins, though. i got to give them some credit. First time they have made a playoff spot after a full season in the major leagues for the first time in 20 years. So kudos to the Marlins for finding a way into the postseason. Uh, they were 67-67 and 67 coming into the uh, final month of the season. They end up 17-9 and nine in September. So that's the way you finish a season off. That's how you get in the postseason. But apparently, word didn't reach Chicago. Uh, also, a game ball to uh, Tim Wakefield for a great career and sadly passed away from cancer at the age of 57. Went back and looked at some of the things he accomplished in his career. Did not realize uh, some of the things he had pulled off over the years. But uh, a really, really great pitcher. And started out actually as a power hitter. And then became a pitcher with that knuckleball that was his signature pitch and uh, had a lot of success with it. 186 wins with the Red Sox. He's behind only one other Red Sox pitcher for a number of wins. You know who it is? No. Pedro? guy named Cy Young. Ever heard of him? Yeah, pretty good one. Pretty good one. All right, real quick, a jockstrap, and then Wes has some... uh, Football television news, and then we'll dive into entertainment. Oh, angry buck, I already gave up. All right, Wes, uh, we have found out. We know Arkansas is playing Ole Miss this week, 630 Mm -hmm. in Oxford. Next week, they go to Alabama and are playing at? 11 o'clock in the morning. In the morning. All right, well, there you go. It will be on ESPN. Hey, that's good news, bad news. That's great. A whole national television audience can watch that game. That'll be really, really good or really, really bad. The other thing is, if Arkansas somehow pulls off the miracle, you get to celebrate it all day long on national TV. That'll be big news. Trey Biddy is uh, at the Sam Pittman press conference, and he just tweeted, there's going to be a lot of potential shakeup on the offensive line and tight end this week. Potentially, Kudis looking to a move at center. Okay. He's been at right tackle. What happened to Bo Limmer being an All-American? Limmer looking at guard. Okay. Latham looking at tackle. Uh-oh. So you'd move Latham to tackle, Limmer to his spot at guard, and Kudus at center. And they're looking at Dominique Johnson at tight end. <laughs> I think you see Dominique Johnson at right tackle. <laughs> uh, he's not quite that big yet. Okay, I can I can get with that. wonder how he catches it. How tall is Dominique Johnson? 6'1"? I would say 6'2". Yeah, say it. 6'2". Okay, fine. Uh, all right. Let's get to it. Today's entertainment report is brought to you by Bell and Sword Gentlemen's Clothing in Conway. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram or stop by Bell and Sword's new and larger location at 1011 Oak Street. Just announced this morning, just announced this morning, Brett Michaels, Oaklawn, December 30th. Tickets go on sale Friday at oaklawn.com. Brett Michaels at Oaklawn. Tickets go on sale Friday. Oaklawn. The energy that you bring. Dot com. It makes a difference. I'm it, checking it, in with Baz. It impacts our speaker. I'm not sure what he's talking about. Um, and I think that's really all we have to do necessarily, but uh, I do want to tell you then, again, Fred Michaels, coming, my friends. Uh, oh, I have one other thing, and then we gotta do, we'll do birthdays. Um, someone's finally been charged with Tupac's murder. A 60-year-old man. I'm like, now? He just figured this out now? Dwayne Davis has been arrested for the murder of Tupac Shakur. 60-year-old man... He allegedly orchestrated the shooting, but wasn't a gunman. Okay. They call him the shot caller. I don't know if he had 20-inch blades on his Impala, but anyway, he's not the actual gunman. They raided his house a few months ago, but they haven't said how that affected their decision to charge him. He's charged with one count of murder with a deadly weapon with a sentencing enhancement for gang activity that could add an additional 20 years. 
In his memoir in 2019, he implicated his own nephew, who had been involved in a brawl with Tupac at a casino shortly before the shooting. Hmm. Anderson died two years ago, or two years, excuse me, after the shooting, but always denied his involvement. So anyway, they finally uh, arrested this guy, Dwayne Keffy D. Davis. Finally. Finally. Justice for Tupac. Did they ever arrest the guys that killed uh, Biggie? No, I don't think so. I don't. It's unsolved also. Maybe they'll get that next year. All right, let's do... Uh, let me check with Baz. He was 54 of nine. Okay. RJ's going through uh, high school stats, so we will do some birthdays, and we will... Get into the Little Rock Touchdown Club with Jimmy McMahon. 661-1037. Christian, we have to give away today. By the way, one week from tomorrow is our fall golf tournament over at Burns Park. Registration's open. Thank you, Tito's Handmade Vodka is our title sponsor. 1037thebuzz.com if you want to sign up. But as far as giveaways go today, we've got... We've got Frankie Valley tickets for January or UCA tickets. You, your pick. Uh, we've got UCA tickets. I don't think we can give those away until tomorrow. More details on that coming up, if in fact that's coming to pass. At least according to my information. Um, let's do some UCA tickets. Back at home, okay. got a pair of tickets for UCA and SEMO. Let's dive in. 661-1037. Birthday trivia in the zone is brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill, take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. It's Elia's in Morrillton. Ready? <clears throat> yes. Sound like it. All right, let's go. Kyle, you're with um, Christian. Wes, you got line three. Okay. Uh, Bob is on line three. Let's go, All right, Bob. Let's go. This guy's a lead singer, also a solo artist. He was in a little band called The Police. Sting. That's right, Sting. Christian's I don't know his out. actual name. But what is it? I said I don't know his actual oh, name. Oh, I can't remember. Sting is 69. No. Ding, ding. Seventy. One, two. Seventy-two. Uh, this TV host used to be uh, with Regis Philbin. Kelly, Kelly? Rippa. Kelly Rippa is how old? She's uh, she's my age. Fifty-three. Five. Three. Correct. Bingo, bingo. Thank you. Uh, this woman's a former... Uh, she's an actress from... I didn't know she was in Rizzoli and Isles. She apparently played Angela Rizzoli. I never watched it. Goodfellas. She was the uh, she was uh, Henry's wife, Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco, Christian, very good. Get how old? Uh, she is. She was also in uh, Sopranos. As the sure, truth. sure was. Uh, Doctor Melfi. Yep. She is fifty nine. Fifty eight. Sixty nine. Mm, nice. This eighties teen singer celebrating today with her red hair. Tiffany. Yeah, that's right, Christian. <laughs> Sorry, concert one time. And she sang to me, I think we're alone now, but we weren't. There were thousands and thousands of people with us at the Arkansas State Fair. Anyway, how old is Tiffany today, Christian? I mean, no, uh, Wes? 46. No. Tiffany is 51. 52. Uh, bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Don McClain. This guy sang many times over and forever and ever. One, two, three, four, five. Christian, how old's uh, American Pie Man? American Pie Man is 76. 77. 78. Uh, this former Commanders quarterback, Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, attended Washington State University. Mark Brunel. Also played for the Browns, Rams, Eagles, Colts, and the Rochester Raiders in the GLIFL. Um, Sonny Jurgensen. No. No. Christian, come on. Washington quarterback? Washington. Washington State? Okay. Um, Washington State, Washington, Red Redskins. He played for the Redskins when they were the Redskins. What other Happy teams? birthday. Mark Rippon, 61. Mark Rippon. Uh, Last but not least, former Razorback forward. Ronnie Mag- Brewer. McGeehee, Arkansas. Um... In his last year at Arkansas, he had a downward departure, unfortunately, for him in points and rebounds, but he still averaged 12 and a half. And 6.1. In his junior season, 15.5 points, 9.8 rebounds. Marshawn Powell? Last name? What? Marshawn Powell? His last name? I know his last name. Is the same as... I know his last name. What is it? Washington. And you can't remember his first name? No. And Michael Washington, anyway. Um, Wes, you won by a point. Good job. All right. Give it to him. Happy birthday to you, Michael Washington. $1,000 trophy. 
Ah, oh, Wes is, uh, Paz is still yammering in there. Um, go ahead and give it to, to the guy, Christian. You got, got it. it. Okay. Do you want to take a break? Uh, yeah, let's oh, do that. Let's smart. do that real quick, and then we'll come back. Or, or and, we appreciate that. Okay, let's do that. We'll be right back in the zone with Jim McMahon, Bears legend. Tune in to Morning Mayhem every Monday as Wally Hall tells it like it is. Presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, Little Rock's favorite go-to lunch spot. Arkansas fell to Texas A&M 34-22 in Arlington for their third straight loss. Offensive line play continued to be an issue as the Aggies racked up seven sacks and a staggering 15 tackles for loss. Arkansas had just 174 yards total in the game. Several Razorbacks were injured in the game. On the first drive, tight end Luke has exited the game and did not return. Sam Pittman told the media after the game he broke his clavicle. His status for the rest of the season is doubtful. Cornerback Dwight McGlothern suffered a concussion in the game, and defensive end John Morgan went down in a scary situation as he had to be stabilized and carted off the field. Pittman said after the game that Morgan had movement of his extremities. Next up for Arkansas, they'll face Ole Miss and Oxford on Saturday at 6.30. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hi, I'm Trey Reed from the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, inviting you to join me every Wednesday morning for the latest news from the great outdoors. It's brought to you by Arts Marine in North Little Rock, now under new ownership, but with the same familiar faces and incredible service you've known for years, plus the area's best selection of boating parts and supplies. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. The Ford President's Award is given to dealerships that offer outstanding customer service. Mark McClarty Ford has won it three years in a row. Every day, the team works overtime, so your customer experience is legendary. Right now, get the brand new Ford Edge for just $29,997 and take a whopping $8,000 off brand new Ford F-150s. Better prices, even better customer service. Visit Mark McClarty Ford today off Highway 67 and at markmclartyford.com. How important is price when buying tires? Maybe for you, it's what drives you to choose your tire store. How important is service? And what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family-owned? What if I told you that your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot can offer you the most competitive pricing with the caring service that you expect from your neighbor? Right now, we have huge savings on our most popular sets of tires to keep you and your family safe on the road. Tires, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. Fellas, Clint Sterner here. Let me get your attention real quick, man. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. What's that mean? If you want to get back to feeling your best, you need to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center ASAP. It's quick, it's easy, and now it's convenient. Low T Center offers monitored, self-inject, at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center got you. They'll ship your treatments directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now. Now to book online, Low T Center, reinventing men's healthcare. You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network and online at 1037thebuzz.com. I'm on an island. Too well. Let's head inside. Jimmy McMahon here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Again, thank you to Arkansas Urology, our sponsor for this event. Every Monday, get great, great guests every week in Jim McMahon. No exception. Let's head inside. David Basil with the punky QB, Jim McMahon. At your limo van last night, I said, man, I, you know, he easily could have just said, man, I'm, I'm not coming. So um, one thing about you, you're a tough, tough, uh, tough dude and appreciate you being here. Now, it's not your first time to Arkansas because I saw you, uh, my good buddy, John Daly, who I think we've got a picture of you and John, this, that this was not at the event. But you came in. That was down in Tennessee, I believe. You came in to play at John's golf tournament. And the thing I remember is that both of you were barefoot. And so uh, John never minds being barefoot. And you sort of like playing golf barefoot, right? I love playing barefoot. Yeah, I don't, I don't do shoes real well. I, you know, after all those years of 
cleats and fat guys stepping on my feet. I don't. Uh, I try to stay. I, I I live in Arizona now, so flip flops and or barefoot is the way to go for me. So you know, John Daly. Uh, I told Jim I went to school with John. John and I are classmates, and uh, it's great to have John last year with John Gruden. You know, he's good buddies with John. So I called I called JD yesterday on the way back from the Texas and M game, and just said, hey. We got uh, Jim McMahon. I know you're buddies with Jim. I said, uh, why don't you send me a video uh, and, and talk about Jim? Well, I think he got a little confused, and so he decided to just tell me how good Jim was going to be, number one. And then he decided to talk about the Razorback football team. So this is about 30 seconds. We had to bleep, we had to bleep one thing out, but this is, uh, this is, I said, John, you mind if we use this? I, he go, oh, yeah. So here we go. This is John Daly talking about his buddy Jim McMahon. Hey, Maz, you are going to love Jim McMahon. He is the greatest dude. Um, he's got some hell of a stories and um, one of the toughest quarterbacks I've ever seen and one of my best friends. So good luck with him tomorrow. You'll love him. He's the best, and um, he'll make you laugh. Sorry about the game yesterday. We need a new offensive coordinator, as we all know, but you're going to love him, buddy. See you. <laughs> That's our boy, Johnny. <laughs> You know, JD's going to call it the way he sees it. So uh, uh, he's great. Obviously, he's a, he's a, he's like you. He he sort of does it his way, and he he doesn't care what anybody thinks. I had a great time with his. Uh, is it Dardanelle? Is that where he lives? Dardanelle, yeah. Dardanelle, yeah. Yeah, I spent uh, I think it was three or four days at his place, and it was pretty epic. It was. Uh, <laughs> John, he, he loves to have a good time, and so do I, so it was uh, a lot of fun. It's a match made in heaven. Uh, and I mentioned you've been very busy. You had an event, I think, this weekend, and I saw uh, you did something a few weeks ago uh, over at Wrigley, and I just want to make sure, for those who didn't see it, let's take a look at what, what you did at Wrigley Field the other day. Former Chicago Bears quarterback and Super Bowl twenty champion, Jim McMahon. That was my, my grandson's birthday the other day, too. A two, a three. Take me out to the bar. Got to work on my tune there. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's pretty good. I've done this a few times at Wrigley, so it's... Funner when Harry Carey was alive. <laughs> We'd be hammered by the seventh inning. Throws a souvenir out to the crowd. And somebody got a signed hat. Yeah, and I figured you've done that several times. You said four or five times you've done that before? Yeah, yeah. I usually get to throw out the first pitch, but I can't even do that anymore. So, so what, what was it? Any fun stories with Harry Carey uh, hanging around him at all? Oh, Harry was he was a classic. Yeah, it was fun fun being around Harry. He, the stuff he got the, he got away with on the air was amazing. <laughs> Well, you know, Chicago is such a unique town. I've, I've heard you talk about it. You've got the Bears. You've got the Bulls. You've got the Cubs. You've got the White, White Sox, Sox. But you've always said it's... Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Yeah. But it's clear to you what, what that town is. Oh, it's definitely a Bear town. There's no doubt about it. It's, uh, you know, the Bulls won six championships back in the 90s. And it was great for the city, but nobody, nobody really cares. I mean, it's a... <laughs> They live and die with their bears, and uh, unfortunately, they've died a lot the last 40 years. It's been a, it's been a pretty dry spell for them. Um, do you want to go back for those I mentioned? You started at BYU, uh, and uh, a lot of people are surprised to hear, because of your personality, that you attended BYU. And I asked you... Under the I was surprised. <laughs> I asked you during... I didn't want to go. <laughs> I asked you earlier this morning, I said, uh, play for the great Lavelle Edwards, and I said, uh, did you take your two-year missionary trip that uh, most BYU players take as part of their commitment to the Mormon religion? And you said? No, only the guys that can't play go on those missions. Uh, if you notice, yeah, if you notice their long line of 
you know, they've had a pretty good string of quarterbacks, and uh, if you notice, none of those guys have gone on missions. <laughs> the guys that really have, are, are struggling and can't really play, they figure they can leave for two years and come back, and then it's usually even worse. So, uh, No, I didn't have to do that. I'm, I'm not LDS myself. Uh, I grew up in California. I grew up with the brothers and the Mexicans. I, didn't, I never even knew what a Mormon was. Um, but I did. I moved. I moved up there. My dad's job moved him when I was a junior in high school. So I did play two years of high school ball there. So I got a, a little feel for the for the state. Uh, but it was not. It was not what college life is supposed to be like. That's for sure. Uh, so so the number that just blows me away, Jim. Uh, when all was said and done, when Jim McMahon left BYU, he didn't set five records. NCAA records, didn't set 10, didn't set 20, didn't set 30, didn't set 50. You set 70 NCAA records by the time you left at that time. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, we got to throw the ball a little bit back then. Then, I, get, then I go to Chicago, I get to hand it off every day. <laughs> uh, it was so, kind of boring. So one of the guys I was going to show you, your, your head coach, Lavelle Edwards, uh, you talk about the, and you mentioned all the great coaches he brought in, Norm Chow, who run the Brewers Award, and others. But what a what a passing institution that became with all the great quarterbacks that have played there. Well, Lavelle knew at the time that uh, in order to get national recognition, he had to do something special because uh, BYU was having you know trouble recruiting, and uh, so he he decided he was going to start throwing the football. You know putting a lot of points on the board and and uh it's it's a lot more exciting you know when the when the bulbs are flashing on the scoreboard all the time than just you know watching a soccer game i mean uh yeah he loved he loved to throw the ball and and what what was great about Lavelle is he hired coaches but he kept this the same uh nucleus of the offense always was the same and uh he just let his guys coach but we we were always going to throw the ball and uh, he got him on the map, and you know we were finally able to win him a bowl game back in 1980. You know he'd been to a few and didn't have very good success, and and I don't know how we won that game that night, but uh, we were finally able to win one for him. Unbelievable comeback against SMU, who uh, had a young Eric Dickerson and Craig James. The best money, best team money could buy. That's back right. Then. It was uh, NIL before there was NIL, right? Uh, there was. Uh, they had quite. I think they had eight first rounders on that team. Yeah, were, I mean, yeah, we played against special. them too. Yeah. It was impressive. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to show, by the way, I told you, Jim doesn't pay attention to football like he used to. So I let him know, hey, we went to BYU last year, m- one of the most beautiful stadiums I've ever seen. We win. I have Robbie Bosco last year. You know, Robbie's a great guy, super oh, yeah. nice guy, class guy. And then uh, BYU comes to Arkansas this year, and you get you a win. You know, I hope you're happy about that. You know, it's uh... well, I heard about it. Yeah, I didn't say... <laughs> um, but I thought this was interesting. If you go back and look, um, you're different in every way. And I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback, when you were in college, you wore this face mask. So I want to say, what's, what's the story behind that? That looks like almost like a defensive you know, lineman uh, face mask. Sometimes uh, quarterbacks back in the day wore one bar, but you, you have multiple bars there. Well, I, had, I started out with a, one of the two-bar face masks, and uh, I got my chin split open. The first, the, uh, first scrimmage we had, I got a, got a hand, something hit me in the chin, split it open. Uh, so I had stitches for about a week, got them out. The very next week, same thing, scrimmage happened. I got hit in the chin again, busted it open again. So I went to the, the further bar down here, and then I was able to catch, catch more hands than I caught. And you wore that the rest of your career? Yeah, I just all. kept it because it just keeps, keeps people out of your, out of your neck. Yeah. <laughs> They're always trying to grab your neck and rip your damn throat out. <laughs> Yeah, the they, game had a, was, they had a tougher time doing that with that with that bar down there. And the game was the game was different back then in terms of what they allow oh, for. Yeah, they could take two or three steps and still drill you in the head. So, yeah. um, you you were drafted. I don't know if you guys know he was the fifth overall pick in the NFL draft. Fifth. Uh, you go to the Bears, and I heard a story that uh, uh, you know I, I, I guess it was the owner. You can, you can let me know. The contract issue that they had, they pretty much gave you a contract and said you're supposed to sign it, and you you decided to respond in what way and what happened? Well, I had just gotten drafted, right? I was supposed to be drafted on, in the fourth pick by the Baltimore Colts. Uh, all the indications were I was going to go to Baltimore. Um, I'd been back there a couple of times, had dinner 
and lunch with Johnny Unitas at his restaurant. He was telling me all about the city. Uh, but I've, I'd forgotten. I told my agent I didn't really want to be in Baltimore. And so when draft day came, I was just sitting at home. It wasn't like we were all back in New York like they do now. Uh, so I'm just sitting there with my family. And, and Pete Rozelle got up and said, with the fourth pick, the Colts select quarterback, so I'm thinking it's going to be me. And he said, Arch Leister, Ohio State. And I'm like, oh, wow. And then my phone rang right away. It was my agent. And he said, what would you think? And I go, what happened? I go, you know, who did I piss off in Baltimore? And he said, well, you told me you didn't want to play there. And I said, well, yeah, I didn't. He said, I told them that not to draft you because they couldn't even sign. I think it was Curtis Dickey that they had at the time, their running back. So they couldn't sign him. So I told them, don't, don't even bother drafting you. So I had no idea who was picking next. It happened to be Chicago. So uh, they called, and I, I said, they said, can you come to, come to town? I said, sure. So I got on a plane, uh, took a three-hour flight, and then they picked me up limousine had some beer in it right so i had it wasn't like i was 18 i was 22 years old and so i had a couple of pops and i wasn't even thinking about the press right so we pull up we pull up to hallis hall and there was still a couple of beers that left on the string so i grabbed those with me <laughs> and i got out of the car and just woof i'm like oh boy and so uh mike dick who was actually it was his first year as head coach as well he happened to be walking in the building, and, and he looked at me and said, so you're my first-round pick, huh? <laughs> and I said, I guess so. And so now I go in, and um, i got to meet with George Hallis, uh, Papa Bear Hallis, the starter of the National Football League. And so uh, I'm sitting there in front of his secretary for literally about an hour, just sitting there, just looking at her, looking at the walls. And, and I had a couple of friends on the team. Kenny Marjoram was the wide receiver. Keith Van Horn was an offensive tackle. And I know those. I knew those guys from some All-America teams that I'd been on uh, the previous year. And so they they were in town. They wanted to take me out. And they said, they're like, "Come on, let's go." And so I'm, I was excited to go out on the town in Chicago. And and I'm sitting there looking at the secretary. Finally, I just said, "Hey, what's what am I waiting for?" And she said, "Well, Mr. Hollis would like to speak to you." And I said, "That's fine. When is that going to happen? What's he doing?" <laughs> oh, well, he's taking a nap. I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? I said, wake his old ass up. I got things to do. And so she goes in, wakes him up. So I walk in, and he's already, he's got a contract for me already. I'd just been drafted four or five hours ago, right? And the first thing out of his mouth, well, I hadn't even sat down at the desk yet. And he said, well, you're too short. You got a bad eye. Uh, your arm's suspect. Bad knee. He goes, maybe you should go to Canada. This is the first words out of his mouth to me. And I'm looking at him. I go, well, why'd you draft me, old man? I said, what is, who's in your scouting department? You know, and, uh, and then he slides the contract over. And at this time, if you remember, uh, the USFL League was just coming in, uh, into being, if you remember that league. And I knew I had a meeting with George Allen, the ex-Redskin coach, who was going to coach the Chicago team of the USFL. And I had a meeting with him three days after this meeting with Hallis. So, and as Hallis is sliding the contract over, I just saw one number. And I'm like, you're crazy. I, I rolled it up. I threw it at him. I said, I'm not signing this. And I got up and I walked out. That was my first meeting with, with Papa Bear. So now I go meet with George Allen three days later, and he offered me an awesome deal, part ownership of the team, this and that. And I'm like, George, put this in writing. I'll play for you. But I said, I have a deadline. They told all the rookies that year, they said, if you don't sign by July 15th, you're not eligible to play that year. And that's when I knew the NFL was full of shit because two guys did not sign, or they signed after July 15th, Marcus Allen and Darren Nelson, who was a running back from Stanford. They both signed later, and they got to play. So I knew that then that the NFL was just crazy. So, But, uh, but George Allen never brought that contract back to me. So I end up having to sign that wrinkled-up paper I threw at Hallis. <laughs> he couldn't wait to unfold it for me, too. Uh, so I was not on good terms with the owner right out of the gate. Um, uh, looking back, we were talking on the morning show today. You know, that, that Bears team, uh, the great Bears team had, I think, five NFL Hall of Famers on that team. And you throw in Dick at number six. So just want to run through a few of, through the guys on that team. Uh, get your thoughts. Obviously, let's, let's go ahead and hit that, Matt, if you can. Hit a couple shots here of uh, Mike Dicka. No, let's go back to the other. Let's go back to that. So, your memories of Mike Dicka. What, what's, what's your thoughts on Coach? We've had him here at the touchdown club. He was outside. Uh, I still hear her voices in my head, and a lot of them is his. But, uh, 
it was uh, it was an interesting relationship. I would have loved to play with Mike. He was a great football player, uh, great tight end. Uh, but that's how he called plays, like a tight end, right? He had, he had no idea what the hell he was doing. Um, and plus, I wasn't. It wasn't like I was sitting behind a couple Hall of Famers when I got to Chicago. I don't know if you remember the names Bob Avellini and Ben Sevens, you know, those household names. <laughs> so he really wanted. He, I think he wanted me to play early, and I wanted to play as well. But. Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Early on, I think we got along okay, but then the the, the further I got into it, and I, I understood that he didn't know what the hell he was doing as as far as calling plays. Uh, you know, like I said, he was a tight end, and that's how he would call plays, like a tight end. He had no rhyme or reason why he would send stuff in, and he would get a little pissed off because I wouldn't I wouldn't call the play or I would change it. And uh, I said, Mike, I'm out here trying to win ball games. You know, and I said, I don't know what the hell you're just doing. You, know, you just, you just picking, the, you know, plays out of a hat. Seems like. And uh, I said, just put ten guys in you like. Leave me alone. We'll be fine. <laughs> you know, we only got to score 10, 10 or seventeen points. I think if we scored seventeen, we won like sixty-five, seventy games in a row or something. If we got to seventeen points, so. Uh, you know, those guys get paid, too, on defense. Does, yeah. does he appreciate you more now out all these years, you think? Well, I would hope so, because he didn't have any. I don't know. You know, he ruined more quarterbacks than I think he, <laughs> he developed. I mean, it was not a, uh, like I said, it was the most boring offense I've ever been in in my life in Chicago. Uh, I, I said, look, I, I do understand what I'm doing. I, I, I can read a defense. I understand if they're going to blitz me. I got man-to-man coverage. I said, why can't I throw the ball to Walter then, then hand it up? Why does he have to deal with all this mess? I can get him outside on a linebacker one-on-one. There's not a linebacker in the league that can cover him. And give me credit, I can throw the ball six yards. Come on. <laughs> but he just, he was a little stubborn. He wanted to run the ball, control the clock. And I said, why don't we, he wanted, you know, 10, 12, 15 play drives. And I said, why can't we just score in one and go sit down and have a drink? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to be out there that long. I mean, yeah. Yeah. your mouth gets dry. That's why my mouthpiece, my whole career was was leaf tobacco wrapped in bubble gum. It, it kept my mouth juicy because when you go on a twelve, fifteen play drive, you get it's hard to talk after a while. Your lips wow. start sticking to your teeth. And uh, I called a lot of timeouts just so I go get water. I mean, I call a timeout, and he'd be yelling, bitching at me. I go, hey, I'm thirsty. God damn, I. I've been out there yelling and screaming for a while. I got I need a drink. <laughs> what about you mentioned uh, the great uh, Walter Payton? Um, got some great pictures. Matt, I don't know if you have more than that, but there's a couple. I love this shot. You talk about iconic. Look at that. Two great uh, Chicago Bears. Yeah, his rear end looks a lot better than mine. I always got pads and stuff all sticking everywhere. <laughs> uh, no, he, was a, he was a great teammate. A lot of fun. He was a big prankster. Uh, Tough, toughest, strongest guy I've ever met in my life. I mean, for for a guy that was about 5'10", 200 and maybe 10 pounds, strongest man I've ever met. And uh, just did not like to be tackled. He was just, he made some of the most un- unbelievable runs, you know, 30-yard runs that only gained one or two. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd be bouncing from side to side, especially the, you know, 80, 82, 83, my first two years. Our, our O-line sucked. And... Uh, I don't know how he lasted yeah. six years prior to that, you know, because once 84 is when we started, our line started gelling, and, and uh, I don't know how he did it as well as he did those six years prior to that. Uh, next shot is uh, mentioned earlier, Dan Hampton. Look at this. This is uh, Dan Hampton, you, Jay Hilgenberg in the center, and Mike Singletary. You talk about an impressive-looking group. Let's talk about 99. What do you remember about Dan Hampton, uh, Arkans and Dan Hampton? Oh, yeah, Hampton. He was uh, what Buddy called him, Big Rook, I think. Buddy was Buddy's nickname for him. But he, yeah, he was a big, strong guy. Uh, and like I said, our defense was was kind of new at the time, so people were having having trouble uh, figuring it out. Because Dan was basically a defensive end and tackle sometimes, but when he put him on the nose, I mean, it's hard to see over him. He's six six. Yeah. And uh, when he stands up with those pads on, he's he's he's. And he also was huge. He also was a guy who, like you, liked to have a good time. I mean, that's oh yeah, Hamp liked his beers. There's no (laughs) doubt about that. 
Uh, you said a lot of a lot of our guys did. I think that's we, one of the things that we worked hard, but we played hard. Yeah, too. I think that's what makes that 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 '85 team unique. Not only you had some of the greatest players ever to play the game, you guys were unique personalities that just loved to have fun and enjoyed each other. Yeah, we did. We certainly did that. I mean, we worked probably as hard as any any team in the league uh, with Mike Dickett and Buddy Ryan. They didn't like each other and. Uh, that trickled down to the players. So it's every every we basically played four games a week. You know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were game days because nothing was, no period was taken off, taken lightly. Uh, you know, Buddy's guys would be yelling, "Hey, Buddy, they're cutting us in practice," and Buddy'd say, "Well, do they cut you in the game? Yeah, deal with it." <laughs> that was that was his uh, answer to everything. Deal with it. And so, uh, yeah, it got pretty intense. And then at the end of practice, Dickie had a habit of getting, making us get on the goal line and run 110-yard sprints until he got tired of blowing his whistle. And uh, we'd all be on about, you know, 15 or 20, and Fridge would be on his second or third one, you know. <laughs> Speaking of Fridge, real quick, I mean, uh, from an icon standpoint, I mentioned you, obviously, were a great icon. That, too, turned out to be an icon Several years. Yeah, that uh, that was quite a circus with the fridge. He was uh, he was a very unique player, uh, as you can see by the the shape. Uh, <laughs> but a guy that was six two, three hundred. When he was three hundred twenty pounds, he was a hell of an athlete. Yeah, sure was. He was he was quick. Uh, he was actually very very quick for the first five ten yards. And then he'd get pretty tired after that. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of folks, Jim, have asked, and I remember, you know, in the Super Bowl, he, he gets to score. Peyton does, Walter Payton does not. I'm sure you've been asked it a thousand times. What's your memory on that? Well, it's unfortunate that, you know, they happen like that. You know, we all thought everybody would have more chances in the second half because we came in at halftime saying, let's put, you know, 100 on them. And uh, Dicka was all for it. And then we were basically taken out in the you know, middle of the third quarter. But Walter had a lot of chances. Uh, I think he carried it 27 times, something like that, in the game. But their fo- their whole focus was we stop Walter Payton, we win. And that was a, that was a bad choice because we had a lot of good football players. But uh, you know, I think we could have gave it to him 100 times. I don't think he would have scored because that was their focus. I mean, they did a good job of stopping Walter, but everybody else had big days because of Walter. I mean, uh, I talk to people all the time. I said, look at the first, I think it was the first play of the second half. We're backed up on our four-yard line, and we run a play-action pass, and it wasn't even a good fake. <laughs> There's six guys chasing Walter, and Willie was running up the middle of the field, and I throw it another yard, he might go 96 for a touchdown. But uh, that's the kind of influence he had on that game. I mean, he was yeah. his greatness was why everybody else had had big days. Part of your persona was the headband. Just wanted to say, sort of, once you realized that could be a, a nice, uh, you know, weapon to be able to make. Your point's known. Just talk about the, the origins of that. Well, I, I was wearing a headband since college. Um, the reason I started wearing it is because when you practice, especially in training camp, and you take your helmet off and on as much as you do during the day, it just rips the skin off your head. I mean, you see guys all the time in training camp with big bandages on their foreheads because they have no skin. And that's the only reason I started wearing that stupid thing. And then I figured I could have some fun with it. You know, I got, uh, I got fined... Uh, the first playoff game in 85, I got $5,000 for a headband I'd been wearing for two years. So it pissed me off. And uh, I got I got a hold of the rule book. I don't know where it came from. It showed up in my locker one day. So I started reading through it, and I figured out they, they shouldn't have been able to find me that first game. And so to have a little fun, the next week I put Pete Rosell's name on there. And uh, I didn't get a fine that week. I got I got a phone call thanking me for the free advertising, and uh, and then Adidas wanted me to wear it for the Super Bowl. You know they offered me fifty thousand dollars to wear it, and I'm thinking, all right. In my head, I'm thinking, all right, five grand for the playoff. The most they can going to find me is twenty five. So I'm thinking I'm going to make money either way, right? <laughs> but then I think after I got a hold of the rule book, I said, no, they can't even find me for this. So I'm going to have some fun. And I decided I'm gonna. I ended up wearing all charities during the during the game. Every every series I had a new charity on. But all during the pregame, I had the Adidas one on. And the head referees chasing me around the field. I can't let you on the field. I know. I know. <laughs> so then it was the uh, national anthem. It was Walter, myself, head referee. And as soon as the anthem's over, I went to put on my helmet. And he goes, I, I can't let you on the field. 
I said, I know, but you can't do shit about this. And I pulled it down around my neck. And if you see every picture in the Super Bowl, you can see Adidas clear as day. <laughs> so Adidas was happy. I got my money. I didn't get a fine. Because if they find me for charities, they're going to look like real idiots. So. <laughs> and so uh, I got got great response from all the charities. And uh, the following year in the rule book, a lot more changes. They had a, <laughs> you can't wear this, this, and this, and this. But... I, I said, look, you made a big stink about this. It, it has nothing to do with the game, but I made you look like a fool. <laughs> but, yeah, it was fun. I have to ask you this. I know you've been asked a thousand times. Let's just watch the beginning of this. This is something maybe the greatest part of in NFL history. One of the great parts of NFL history is the Super Bowl shuffle. Let's watch when we get to, uh, to uh, Jim's part here for Cam, Matt. Now, this thing won't go away. <laughs> See, we weren't in this line here. That's right. You don't see Jim there. We're going to jerk that up a little bit, Matt. Even the brothers had trouble with this. You know, look at that. Well, they call me Sweetness, and I like the dance. Running the falls like Mitch Bowl Man. You know, we filmed this thing the day after we lost to Miami on Monday night. Or they did. I didn't show up. Walter Payton and I both told them we're not doing this because the deal was we're going to make a record, not a video. <laughs> really still looks like that too. This was surprising getting Singletary to do this. So. Yeah, I know. So no, up next is you. So to take you long to prepare for your line here, or you got it? You had it easy. I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, we we only did our part because we got um, they came to us said they were going to sue us if we didn't do it, even though it said nothing about a video in the contract. Here we go. So we did this after practice at, in the racquetball court at Hallis Hall. Walter Payton and I did. <laughs> But I did have hair, though. <laughs> How about that? It still lives to this day. Can't get away from it. Just can't get away from it. It will not go away. I mean, everywhere I go, they still bring that thing up. <laughs> but we did get a gold record and a platinum video. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I guess the Dick, I guess he got over it, right? Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, so well, he had his own music video. Oh. He had, I mean, he he endorsed pretty much every product on the market, and uh, he got he got a little bit upset at the players. He said, "I, I don't want to, I, I don't want you guys doing any more endorsements, this and that, because we had a couple of, I think it was Jay Hilgenberg and Jimbo Covert got offered to do a chunky soup commercial. Yeah. And Dick has said, no, you're not doing it anymore. And then a week later, he was doing the damn commercial. <laughs> so, yeah, guys got a little pissed off at that. The argument's always brought up is the 85 team, the, you know, the greatest team ever. And your response to that is? Well, I'd line up against anybody with those guys. Yeah. And I think we, we do pretty well. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say so, too. And, and maybe maybe when it comes to personality, the only team I think of that could rival you in terms of personality, maybe some of those Raiders teams. So they said they were well, crazy. They, they, they would definitely rival us. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were had, crazy. They but it was fun, right? Great oh, yeah. It was all in good fun. I mean, back then it was, uh, you know, football was not a, a big deal to those guys. It was it was almost like a second job. You uh, you come at the next picture I want to show before we let you get out of here. I, I thought this was uh, you and uh, another icon of Chicago. So I love this picture. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Michael Jordan there. It's a young Michael Jordan. 
with the football, you with the basketball. You know, that was before he was a Michael yeah, Jordan. That's right. That's right. So, the, uh, I mean, the town at that point was a Bears town. What do you remember? Well, about notice Michael how Jordan? little that football is in his hand. <laughs> and and I'm yelling, "Hurry up, snap the picture!" I can't. <laughs> I can't hold this thing very much longer. <laughs> Check. Of course, the next picture, of course, you had to have your influence on this, and so you got, you got out the glasses. Yeah, MJ was fun to hang around with. Uh, we played a lot of golf together, and um, very competitive guy. He loves to, he, he'll gamble on it about anything. Uh, go, to, uh, go to 15, Matt. Uh, I want to show this real quick. This is something may, people may not know about. So you did not get a Billy chance. Clinton. We know Bill. We're all friends of Bill. Now, this remember now, 1985, when you guys won the Super Bowl, you were not able to go to the White House because of the Correct. Challenger. Correct. The space shuttle blew up a couple of days after we won, and so all the focus went there, obviously. But uh, they, they should have been able to sneak us in at some point before we finally did get to go. So this is 11 years after we won, and uh, I, I explained to all my teammates you know, what had happened, because a lot of guys I was playing with were in junior high at that time, so they don't they didn't even remember the space shuttle, I don't think. Right. But, uh, so I explained to everybody why I was going to wear my jersey, and uh, we ended up going with the Bears a few years after this. But uh, Under Obama, because Obama was a big Chicago uh, Bears fan, right? Yeah. And I, I told all my linemen, I said, hey, send me your jersey, I'll hold those up too for the team picture, but they didn't want so they just were, to make they were clear, afraid. Yeah, just to make it clear, he goes with the Green Bay Packers. Who's going? To, the, the Green Bay Packers had won the Super Bowl, but he wears his Bears jersey, and I th there were a few folks that weren't happy about that, right? Well, there was a few. Uh, I think some of the Green Bay Packer fans might have been pissed, but uh, I, had ex I explained to all my teammates what I was doing. You know, I said we didn't get to go. I'm just going to represent my guys, and um, the only guy that was really upset was Fritz Shermer, who was our defensive coordinator at the time. And I figured it out why, because Fritz was the defensive coordinator with the Rams, and we beat their ass to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so that's brought back some bad memories for Fritz. Sure. Other than that, guys, we're okay with it. Uh, last thing before we let you go. So when you got off the bus, the, the limo van last night, man, I could see you were tired and obviously having to deal with that uh, foot uh, injury. This all right, we got to hit a break here. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, we are just about out of time here. We're up against it, but great stuff with Jimmy Mann today, an absolute trip, and uh, he was great with us as well. If you missed that interview, it's on all our podcasting sites, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get them, and you can find the links on 1037thebuzz.com and the Buzz app. We'll take a break, come back, wrap it up, 1253. Justin Anchor reminding you that Serta Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Serta Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. For your home, for your business, get your place looking right with the help of my friends at Serta Pro Painters. This is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test. Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos. Deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays. And DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Few personalities in modern sports made more of an impact than Dallas Cowboys legend Gil Brandt. He pioneered the practice of recruiting great athletes from other sports and making them football players. Brandt also mined the HBCUs for incredible talent, paving the way for the NFL to be a league where talent trumps skin color. Along with Tom Landry and Tech Schramm, Gil Brandt made the Cowboys America's team. He will be missed. Double B's is Arkansas's team. With 34 locations across the state, we are an Arkansas company serving Arkansans. We care about your community because it is our community. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebees. This is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test.
Over the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Listen to your favorite radio station on the Buzz app or online at 1037thebuzz.com. All right, John Neighbors joining us back in the studio as we're wrapping things up here, getting ready to hand off to Out of Bounds. And, John, you and I are kindred spirits this week. Cubs uh, pee down their leg and missed the playoffs. Obviously did not enjoy the Razorback game this weekend either. And the Saints blew it yesterday as well. I know you are uh, feeling the same as the Hog game, obviously, and the Jets kind of got hosed a little bit yesterday. Did not uh, get a whole lot of help from the officials. Protecting Kansas City, I see again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, slipped into the seventh circle of hell this past weekend. So we're uh, we're doing doing awesome. But, yeah, I was – I mean, it's just kind of the thing where it's just like, just once I'd like to have one of my football teams at least make it exciting and make it interesting – for half the season, yeah, just give me that at least. But this has been—I've had some bad ones, but this might be the worst year so far of my fandom for both Razorbacks and Jets in the same year. Might be the worst, man. Rough. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry for you. What? Uh, what are y'all working on today? Well, it's a reaction Monday, so we're going to react to everything and uh, hear from Sam Pittman. Actually, met with the media at noon today and uh, offered some more. Uh, descriptions and, and things of uh, that a lot of people had questions about that maybe didn't get answered right after the game. So had some interesting facts and maybe uh, some reasons to possibly think that, not saying it'll get better, but just some things that he mentioned that uh, might be able to be helping out some people who are really down. But we'll talk about that and get into the, the NFL better? talk. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. But it's just saying some may. <laughs> Some may out Some of you losers out there, maybe you're fine with it, but <clears throat> yeah. I'm still mad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, if, if you're losing the fanboy over here, then you know it's a problem. You know, it's it's starting to get bad out there. So uh, Here's the deal, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I'm proud of it, John. Hey, when, 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 when former hosts stop coming after you, that's when you know you should be worried. But until then, you're doing yeah. great work. Well, hey, listen, when I see him in person, like I did this past weekend, he doesn't say anything when I yell his name. He just walks away very quickly. I find that to be a little cowardly. But that, that's neither here nor there. Isn't it? I think it's here in there. I think it's great. Uh, can't wait to hear more about that. Stick around. Out of Bounds coming up next. Thanks to Jim McMahon and Arkansas The Ford Urology. President's Award is given to dealerships that offer outstanding customer service. Mark McClarty Ford has won it three years in a row. Every day, the team works overtime, so your customer experience is legendary. Right now, get the brand new Ford Edge for just $29,997 and take a whopping $8,000 off brand new Ford F-150s. Better prices, even better customer service. Visit Mark McClarty Ford today off Highway 67 and at Mark McClarty Ford.